Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs, we have from Red Hot for a Republican, Damsels, I've been having a hard time with my girlfriend's family. We spent my first Thanksgiving with them in Connecticut. Her family is Republican. No surprise there. We got into a heated discussion about politics. I know, I know. During our heated discussion, my girlfriend didn't come to my rescue or even side with me. And I realized that we had never talked about our political stances before. And we've been together for a couple of months now. I don't know if I can date someone with a different political view, especially because I feel so strongly about being liberal. What would you do if you were in my position? Do I end it? Or do we try to meet halfway? Sincerely, Red Hot for a Republican. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the vibe? There's some damsels in the DM. Do you? Who are you? Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs. Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro. I feel kind of loony today, so we'll see how this episode goes. Oh my god, same. Same. My brain has been, like, in a a pinball machine, just bouncing around all over the place, late nights, super productive times, but damn, time is flying. We're already in December. This is... I don't understand how it's fun. Also, I was going to say, I feel like tonight would have been a good night for a little bit of a wine Wednesday. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? It was good. It was super chill. My first Thanksgiving without, like, extended family. I'm not American, so the Thanksgiving is not a thing for me anyways. And now what it means is also just, you know. Um, But I had my friends come over and I did a Friendsgiving. And we made it a potluck, played games, drank really good wine. I made a really yummy charcuterie board. So it was nice. It was very wholesome. Oh, that's beautiful. How about you, Alejandro? I had a few stops that I was invited to. So it was fun just being able to like bounce around and spread some glitter across town. Hmm. And it was dope. It was so you didn't go back to Michigan. You just did some Friendsgivings. Yeah. Friendsgiving. Does your family celebrate Thanksgiving in Michigan? uh yeah well now all of my family is in indiana uh, my parents moved back to indiana so they do yeah they do celebrate thanksgiving it's you know a cool opportunity to connect with everyone and eat yeah and laugh and do when all did those they move to indiana when did they move to indiana this was during the pandemic oh wow i didn't know yeah like that year that summer oof um, that was a wild time. Just wow, like, so you don't have any to... family in Michigan anymore. Well, I have my my chosen family, I suppose we could say. <laughs> still family, still lots of family in Michigan always. And yeah, I was just talking with some friends about possibly like trying to see when 
that might be able to happen, but hopefully soon. How was your Thanksgiving? It was my first Thanksgiving with Brian, our first holiday together. Yeah, in seven years. Can you believe it? It was really nice. My mom came to his family in upstate New York. So it like a, a special moment was watching his mom and my mom hug which I know sounds silly, but it was like really sweet to see like, you know, two worlds collide in that way. Um, but they never met before the parents. My mom has met his dad, but our moms hadn't met. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny because um, Brian's sister, when she met, when her husband met her family, it wasn't, their families didn't meet until the day before their wedding, basically. So we're, we're getting a bit of a head start. So that's good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm making sure that they like get along and everything, you know, <laughs> only seven years later. So that was really nice. That's really sweet. That's beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of doing holidays together, Ash, I feel like I should let you introduce this topic because you found the article. Yeah. So I was trying to find some content for today's host episode and I was on BuzzFeed and I found this article that was like um, popular relationship debates and it's a quiz that you have to answer. So I thought it'd be really fun and funny and cute for us to kind of go through these. There's 12 questions. So we're just going to go, we're just going to shoot the shit and see where, what everyone's take is and you know, where they're at with life on these topics. I know I'm going to have some hot takes. You're going to have your, I know you're going to have good hot takes. Cause when I was looking at these, I was like, Oh, okay. Lauren, 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 Lauren. Yeah. I, I have hot takes. I'm ready. Okay. Well, this one probably is good for you. How long should you wait before moving in with your significant other? Seven years minimum. <laughs> Just kidding. Seven years minimum. <laughs> um, I do have a hot take on this and I do have a lot of friends and family who have not done this. I think it should be at least a year. And I know that that's controversial and people like have leases and it helps to save money. But I personally think that you should know a person well enough in a year to understand like their intricacies, you know, a little bit, you've probably slept over their place before, you know, likely if they have any pet peeves that are going to gross you out, like you've decided to get past a lot of things at that point to stay in it for the long run. So in my opinion, a minimum year. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Maybe like between a year and two years, however that yeah. balances out. I think that's definitely enough time to get comfortable and like really understand whether or not you want to move in with someone. I mean, that's a huge commitment. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think a year to two years is a good enough time to know this person outside of li living situation and then to take it to the next step and figure out who they are as a roommate because two very different personalities can right. can be seen between the 100% two. people change completely even in your friendships when you live with them yeah definitely this is why I have a rule I don't live with friends I did it once before in college and it kind of tore us into half like there was six of us and it kind of tore us into like three and three and it divided what we are what was already a really fun friendship um, but living together just kind of messed that up so yeah some friends are great as roommates some just keep it as friends i agree i agree who oh, that sounds like a loaded story there maybe we can dive into that one sometime my goodness <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no, i've never heard that story 
Yeah. Well, sidetrack, we, it was sophomore year and there were six of us BFFs that moved in together. It was our first apartment, obviously like moving out of our house, like moving out of home with your family, like our first apartment as like adults. And I think we're all like 19 at the time. And I don't know, nothing really happened. It was just a lot of little things, like tiny little things that would happen that literally divided the group into split down into three. It was six girls living in a four bedroom apartment with two bathrooms. Oh, also did it. Uh, sounds was one like a master bad. bedroom or was were they both like the same bathrooms? There were no master bedrooms. Like there was no bath ensuite bathroom. Um, there were two rooms that like I had my own room and another girl had her own room. And then two of the other rooms had two twin size beds in them. Oh, wow. Well, can you imagine if everyone was in an open relationship? How would that work? Would Which is another question on this list. Would you be in an open relationship? For me, I would say it's an absolutely no for me. I understand why people do it, why people are in them, and I respect that. But for me, I cannot share my person like that that to me is just I don't know maybe it's a uh, control I don't know what it is but I just I don't I have a hard time imagining my person with someone else or for me too like it's difficult for me to be attracted to anyone else when I'm in a relationship like yeah you know like oh he's hot but it, I would never go like be like I want to date you while I'm with my partner yeah yeah Alejandro I think it would definitely depend I haven't been in an open relationship, but I think if the circumstances were right and if there was like full on honesty um, and like, you know, the communication was working well, I think it might be interesting to try out. Um, yeah. But yeah, under the under the right circumstances, I think that would be um, maybe the only way that I would consider it. I think it can be a helpful tool if a relationship isn't working or like a spark hasn't um, been ignited in a long time. Like if you're, you know, an older couple and maybe you're on the brink of divorce, I think in those situations, like it can be helpful to see the world and then come back to your partner and decide. Or if like you're a couple deciding whether or not to get married, I think they can be useful. I think that there's a lot of different type of people who um, function super well in polyamorous relationships. I agree that I am not one of them. Um, but you know, I think there's a time and place for everything. I feel like there's a, a great pilot waiting to be written about a couple that enters an open relationship after being married for years, but you're welcome to whoever I just gave that. <laughs> it's like Grace and Frankie meets something else. I'm not sure what. Yeah. <laughs> so on the note of Grace and Frankie, do you think it's okay for your significant other to be regularly talking to their ex? I think it depends on what it is they're talking about and how frequently like if it's every day excuse me it what? says regularly like, talking regularly hmm. well well <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a no from me dog it's uh, a no from me dog too <laughs> your I mean, ex is your wrong. ex for a reason yeah exactly and you know what i want to put a caveat on this that i think exes beyond high school not okay 
Because I think that like sometimes people date their friends in high school and then like you realize it really wasn't romantic. Like you're in high school. It's a limited pool. Maybe you're from a small town like myself. There wasn't that many options. Um, Not that I talk to any of my exes. I don't. But I mean, if I were to, I feel like uh, the high school cutoff is the amount of time. Brian and his friend are friends with a lot of their exes because, again, they were from a small town, San Jose which I guess isn't really a small town, but you know, the high school dynamic was small and um, they all dated each other and now they're all really good friends and there's nothing like romantic that goes on in it. But I wouldn't also say that they talk regularly, but they hang out in similar circles. I think this is a San Jose thing and I'm sorry to stereotype San Jose people, but, but my friend, my best friend who's getting married her too, like her friend group from the same area it was like an incestuous friend group. Like yeah. everyone dated everyone. And I didn't, I don't understand that. Is it the same friend group? Do we know? It could be. Okay, off air, I want to know who this friend group is. I will tell you. But they're, I think they're, um, they're a year older than me and Brian. Oh, really? So it's a no from you and a depending on it from Alejandro? Yeah. Alejandro's always a depending. Oh my goodness. Yes, I there's always see... mitigating circumstances. My no, goodness. I wouldn't the next one I wanted to see a clear answer. Either black or white. There's no gray. Yeah, no gray. No gray. No gray. What's the next question? Ain't no rainbows in this game. No. <laughs> the next question is would you ever get back together with an ex? <laughs> and Lauren, just pretend you're not with Brian. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, always. Like just the concept of getting eating podcast, please. There you go. <laughs> well, what do you think, Ash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <For> deflection. <laughs> I used to be like, it depends on the ex, and I still might stand. I, for me, I've never, I personally in my life, I don't have exes that I would ever go back to. But if I did have a breakup that was amicable, it was we had a good time together. We were perfect for each other, but there was something that wasn't working. I don't know what it could be. I think maybe you know time heals and people grow, and we, if you come back together and it's the right time, maybe. But then now I don't know if I believe in right time. There's never a right time for anything, but right now where I stand, it's no. I my exes are exes for a reason, and like my specific exes our exes for a reason and I would never go back to any one of them yeah I kind of agree with you Ash I feel like for a long time I thought you could get back together with exes and I feel like I romanticized that a lot and felt like you know maybe in a different stage of life it would work out but then I think as you get older you do really realize that they ended for a reason and I don't know if you've ever had this experience I have had this experience where I've met up with an ex and uh, like years later and when I met up with them, I just realized that we really didn't have a lot in common, like, and that we were just in very different places in life and that it, it couldn't work out in the same way. So yeah, I think that's a, that's one that's like a hard truth to swallow, but I probably wouldn't do it. I want to say it depends. <laughs> You're not allowed. No. Um, yeah, I, I mean, what both of you said is, or what both of you said are really valid. And, hmm, yeah, I mean, if things ended, they ended for a reason. And that's not to say one person is worse or better off than the other, but, yeah, the fit. When the fit doesn't fit anymore. Who like, doesn't fit? You know, who, who and why and how and what. And it's just, you know, 
all of that cacophony of thought that can take place, but <laughs> probably not. Good job. Good there job. you go. We had an answer. I was going to say that you could probably argue that all of these answers are dependent, but yeah. we are we are not here for depending. Oh, we're making hard choices. We're not playing Switzerland. We are yeah, making decisions. Mm. And we're not being judged on these decisions. Okay, listeners, you're not judging us. Don't judge us. Okay, we're right. human beings. And if you do judge us, write us a letter about how you're judging us because I'd love to hear yeah, it. Yeah, do that. Or do it in a review, you know, for all to see. <laughs> this was an ad break. <laughs> Don't silently judge. Yeah, <laughs> write it out. Yeah, if you're going to judge, judge publicly. <laughs> write us a oh love my letter. God. Okay, okay. Is flirtatiously texting someone other than your significant other considered cheating? Okay, Adam Levine, did he write in today? Okay. <laughs> He's like, guys, let me know right now because I did not cheat. <laughs> I stand by that. What's his song? I don't want to know. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just thinking about the one he did with Christina Aguilera. Which one was that one? Mick that. Jagger something? Oh, never mind. Whatever, blah, blah. got the moves like Jagger. That know. one, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But is flirtatiously texting someone other than your significant other considered cheating? Hmm. Yeah, well, cheating. I don't know. What's, the, what's a better word than cheating? I wouldn't use the word cheating. So technically, no. I would have to say no because the I feel like another word might be appropriate, although that word does not come to mind. So... Maybe inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. That's a great word. Yeah. It's inappropriate. I don't consider it cheating unless it's become a relationship and it's like emotionally cheating, you know, because there's the emotional and then there's the physical. So unless it's developed to that, but if it's just a casual flirtatious messages here and there, I think it's just inappropriate. Right. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think that it's not necessarily cheating, but... I do think that it says about what's going on in your mind, like that you're flirtatiously texting somebody because it's usually a sign that like you're bored of your relationship, you're not being fulfilled, you're feeling insecure. Like it's you usually do that because of something else going on. So I don't think it's a good thing. Like I think that it's something that warrants therapy or at least warrants conversation. I don't think it's something that should happen and then you write it off, never talk about it again. No. Agreed. Would you date someone your family wouldn't approve of? Been there, done that. <laughs> it didn't work out. It didn't work out. My family's like the mafia, dude. They'll wipe someone out of your life. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not kidding. The guy's still alive, I think. I don't know. Where <laughs> <at>. <laughs> I think. We don't know his location. Or... Oh, my God. We'll look I'll into that. Us, but we'll look into it. It would just, you know, better not to ask questions. Yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately, I feel like my family actually has pretty good taste. Um, and I feel like it, they're pretty accepting. And if there was something that was, like, really bad about them, that they didn't like them, that's probably um, a sign for me, a red flag. Mm. So I probably wouldn't do it, even though I hate to be that lame. I think, yeah, because family is family and my goodness if they have a bad feeling about someone then like if they're, they're probably they're more than likely gonna have my back more than anybody else so it's like you know i don't think they would steer me in the wrong direction but yeah i have a pretty good sense of things too so 
why would that even come into question? It brings me so much question. joy to watch Alejandro have to say a yes or a no. And just uh, <laughs> for not saying that it depends. I love it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No. Yeah, watch this episode that. back and watch the pain in your face every time. Yeah. You say it, no. <laughs> <laughs> we see the panic in your eyes. Yeah. No. Oh. Okay, Ash. Well, for me... You guys are lucky in a way that your parents are all accepting. For me, I wish my parents were all accepting. The thing that comes with having Indian parents is that they want, at the end of the day, they want you to be with someone who's Indian, who's part of the culture, who speaks the language, and all of that. I think my parents are changing now. Like in the last two months, I think they're changing and they're opening up a lot more. I think before... If I dated anyone that wasn't Indian, it's someone that I wouldn't appro- my parents wouldn't approve of. But now I feel like they're starting to get over that and are looking more into personality, how this person is. Are they able to take care of themselves? Are they a good person? Will they take care of us when we're older and you know, we need help? So I think if I don't find someone who's like a decent human being, then yeah, I I just I don't know. For me, it's like my person has to be a really good person for my parents to accept. Now it's like a unicorn that I need to find if okay. he's not going to yes, be. Yes, you Indian. deserve a unicorn. Hell yeah! Should yeah. advocate for that. And speaking yes. of unicorn, would you date somebody that your friends didn't approve of? For me, I am a person who needs approval from the people that I care about and whose opinions I value. Um, that's why it's always been really hard for me to bring a significant other or someone I'm dating at the time around to my friends, because I already know that my friends aren't, there's something about this person that I already know my friends are not going to like because they want the best for me. But as I get older, I'm, I, I want my friends to be friends with my significant other. I want there to be a good relationship between them. So if my friends don't approve of someone, they have a good reason. They're not just saying it because of one random or one stupid thing that doesn't matter. I trust them. So, no, I wouldn't date anyone that my friends don't approve of. Yeah, I hold my friends close to my heart. So I hold them in the same regard as family. And if they get a weird thing, then I don't know. I it's It might be a difficult thing to accept to try and like implement whatever practice or advice they might be giving but i think it's wise to take heed to their advice too as much oh, as good possible. well i'm so glad i could come in with the controversy for this topic um <laughs> i think i have dated so many people that my friends didn't approve of like back in my day um it's actually really funny because my i saw a friend of mine from high school recently and we were catching up I talked about this on a previous episode where my friend reminded me that I dated somebody who was so dumb and everybody around me also knew that they were pretty dumb. And you know what? I was blinded by the booty. And I think that's okay. I had a good time. And sometimes you just got to have a good time with people that not everybody likes. You get it out of your system. Do I recommend ending up with somebody who your friends don't approve of? No, I think that's a poor choice because I would hope that you have good friends who have good taste and if you like them, then they should like them too. But I think sometimes um, you can have a little fun in life and uh, date the people who, you know, just experiment. I think life is about experimenting. Date, date people who piss your friends off. Yeah, just, just go be fun. fun. Yeah, just be fun. If it's cool a good friend. time, go 
Go for it. But I mean, don't like expect anything serious. And obviously all of this to say that it brings me so much joy that my friends like Brian so much. So do we? Wow. Another controversial thing. (laughs) I just would like to play the devil's advocate. Would you like to tell me something right now? (laughs) Oh, I love Brian. (laughs) I love Brian so much that we talked about him being my boyfriend. Yeah, we talked about um, Osh dating Brian instead. So Yeah, <laughs> we think it's better we think for everyone better involved. involved. Yeah, <laughs> We're so aligned on this episode. We so, we so are. <laughs> That's why I had to say that you, maybe you shouldn't date somebody that you're friends to. Because <laughs> somebody uh, has to bring in some controversy. <laughs> you know, you're right. I'm in the controversy. All right. What do you guys feel about marriage? Would you want to get married one day? I'd be down. Yeah. I'd be down. It sounds I can, just, I can imagine someone proposing to you and be like, sure, yeah, I'd be down. That's groovy. <laughs> That's what you would say. You'd be like, sounds groovy. Cool. Yeah, groovy. I mean, yeah. it just has to be, you know, I don't know, it has to make sense. Like I just hear about I've heard of situations where like that has happened and it's been successful. And, you know, that's always amazing um but then i like where i'm at now in life and like if i'm good without a marriage then like why why is that like something that it's a necessity or something that should be so i mean yeah because of taxes you said what because of taxes yes there's that ah taxes taxes (laughs) taxes that's why it's a necessity yeah yeah but yeah, uh, I'd be down. I, I, that's maybe that's a depend sort of answer, but whatever. I'm sticking with it. I'm sorry, you just reminded me of taxes, and then I already started freaking out because tax season is literally in a month. It's coming around the. Country. I can't. Why is this happening so fast? I feel like I adjusted my taxes. Didn't mean to do that to you. Anyway, uh, marriage. Okay. Also, Alejandro, you gave a yes answer, even though you think that you were on the brink. You said yes. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. One for me. One, one extra. I want a strong. I, one of these questions. <laughs> I want a strong yes or a strong no. Like I want. I want to hear you say hell no or fuck yeah. Oh my god, yes. All right. All right. Let's see. Let me. Let me. I'll see think what, about it. What the next question is going to be? I. I am, oh, marriage. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I uh, am open to it. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I love how calm. I'm open to it. Yes. <laughs> 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 I, I do plan on it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, me as well. So how long would you want to date someone before getting engaged? <laughs> Seven years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seven's a good number, yeah. Uh, no, probably eight, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, for you, eight. Yeah. I do think that it has worked out well for me. I'm not going to say that it was a, but I I totally understand that it's not everybody. And a lot of people are more keen on getting married than others. But I do think that you should date. All right, I'm going to give a hot take. I think you should date a minimum three years before getting engaged. And I think that one of those years should be spent living together. Yeah, no, absolutely. That time together is definitely necessary. After a solid swing of successful dating and i think you need to have taken a trip together definitely Mm -hmm. i think that the later 
or the older you are, I think it's more acceptable to get engaged in a shorter period of time because you know what you want. You know what you spent your 20s looking, you figuring out what you want, what you don't want. The older you get, the more you know who you are as a person, you're more you know, self-aware, you know, you know who you are and you're comfortable with who you are. I think it's easier. I think it gets easier. Like the time doesn't have to be a long time. So for me, I like between one and two years. One year. And then, but if you're saying that they have to live together for a year. So then what's the timeline on that if it's a year? So let's say I meet someone today. Yeah. We'll get engaged. Let's say November 30th next year. So I would, pro- I would, I would get, that? I think for me, I would get engaged before I live with them. Really? Why? I can still break off an engagement. A divorce is a little bit hard. So you, you would get engaged, not have living lived with them. And then if you live with them, you would end the engagement. If I don't like living with them. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's important to like living with the person that you're going to be spending the rest of your life with. For me, I just, okay, then maybe I meet them today. We live, we date for a year, we live together for a year, and then he proposes. But still, for me, it's like, I don't know, for me, there's a certain something about moving in together, like, after a marriage. I know it sounds so old school, but because it's like you're moving into a new place together. or I guess it could be a new place. You could still live together before that anywhere else. So whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I just think that it's like, if I am to get engaged, then I'm going to have told everybody I'm engaged. I'm going to have told my parents that I'm getting engaged. Like that is just a lot of information. And then I feel like I've made a commitment and then I'm going to go live with them. What if I live with them and then they're disgusting or like, they're not nice. Like they don't share household tasks. Like there's just so much you can learn when you live with a person. Yeah, I agree. But I feel like when when I'm dating them, we're probably going to be doing a lot of sleepovers that are not just like one night here, one night there. Yeah. Yeah. So you would definitely be able to gauge the gross factor. But I will say that, like, at least for me and Brian, our relationship changed a lot having lived together. Like, there does feel like there's an air of things getting more serious when you're living with the person. Like, and I think that living together has made us have to deal with like adult things more than even though we would spend weeks at a time at each other's places. Hmm. Yes, growth. Amazing. Yes, growth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, so next question. Let's see. How long would you want to do? To, oh, da, 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 we already did. Are you, are you open to long distance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, for seven years. It was good. Right. I actually think back on the growth train, I actually think that long distance is great to do while you're in your 20s because I think it makes you be really present with your friends and like a really good friend and um, really open to all of the things your 20s bring and like new surprises and new life moments um, that I think sometimes when people are with their significant other all the time or living in close proximity that you don't get otherwise because you're always doing things with them. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I love that you said that. And I would second that because, I yeah, to be able to like have things that I'm focusing on and then to trust that, that the other person has things that they're focusing on. And it's almost like space and time would be like really helpful so that we would mm-hmm. don't distract ourselves, at least in the yeah. beginning, mm-hmm. uh, with each other or with like trying to like 
figure out time to enjoy like and fill that cup every week and it's just like oh, no that might be too much but yeah i don't i don't see uh, issues with it i mean there could be but i'd be open to it why not yeah i'm open to it only if they're living in a city that i want to live in only if you're living in paris that's what or she new york <laughs> paris or new york that's fine but nowhere else like no nowhere else there is no way that i'm going to colorado or like texas colorado, you could go skiing right but like that's only a certain time of the year i'm yeah, only gonna come visit hiking. you for ski season i don't need you to go skiing oh my god i'm good <laughs> i can go with my friends <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of um, Sweet Home Alabama. I can't help but, like, wonder if, like, what if something does pull you to the countryside where, like, you just stumble into town and Osh is ready to take over? Okay, okay. <laughs> that, on this um, I was getting my nails done and I was looking for something to watch. Mind you, I am in film school. I am reminded of great movies every day. People are always telling me things to watch. What did I decide to watch? The new Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. Oh, what was it? Yes. Oh um, please watch it. Okay. It is trash, but in the best way possible. I like it, it's like really good trash. Like, have you ever like gone in your trash and like you just had louder macaroons and some hint water and that's in your trash? It's like trash that I don't mind like looking at. Uh, I grew up with Lindsay. I cannot call what she does trash. My goodness. I yeah. didn't grow up with her, but like my I was watching parent trap and yeah i think it'd be really nice and... to see you i missed her on screen like i really loved her movie so i i would definitely watch it not the same girl we know that but but it's oh, still so it's still such a watch anyway speaking of ski season and like dating people um outside of your type great movie for all of those things it was it was a cute movie i also watched it um one relaxing day over break and oh my god i'm still i was like it was like secretly embarrassing but then i was like really committed because i was like no i want to see agree. you Lindsay. let me let me see what you're doing these days <laughs> yeah and, um yeah it was cute i mean i love like the sound of her voice i love and then there's that like twinkle in her eye that's just like she's just a joy to watch to see what she does on camera, so what'd you say i'm glad yeah. you have color back I saw the poster for her and I saw what she looked like. She looked good. She looked healthy. She looked yeah. like old Lindsay. Yeah. Like if nothing, if none of that stuff had happened to her. And the if fifth she just had a straight career path, you know, like everything was fine. She was supported mentally and just grew up as a normal person. She looks like how she would have looked. And you know, your girl loves really cute ski apparel. And the ski oh, apparel was cute. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to watch for inspo. I swear to God, I want to know where it filmed. It looks like Aspen. Could be or it could be Canada. Mm. So speaking of the Lindsay Lohan ski movie, do you think that, do you think your partner needs to be interested in the same things as you? I want to be uh, intrigued and taught things. So I would love for us to not have the same interests and to be able to teach each other about each other's interests. Does that make sense? Like, so I that's a no from you. Hard no. So that's a no. Okay, well, there we go. I got my not. first hard no. Boom. Mm. I don't, that does not count because he was pushed into a corner. Whatever. Take that's a leading now. question. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a democracy. This podcast. <laughs> podcast. What about you, Ash? What do you think? 
No, I don't think we need to have the same interests. If we have something that's like, if I can, his interests, I think need to be, if he wants to share them with me, it has to be something that like I can relate to, not something like, I'm going to get in trouble again, NFTs or. (laughs) I love NFTs. I don't know if you guys heard, but I am the world's number one NFT supporter. Lauren loves NFTs. Don't don't let anybody tell you that I disparage NFTs on this podcast. (laughs) Lauren especially (laughs) loves them. She loves them. But anyways, like if it was like something that I completely cannot if it's a big part of his life, let's say he's like a video gamer. I don't, I don't, I'm okay. I'm okay without that. I'm 30 now. I was into it during COVID because it was nothing else to do and it was fun, but like not fun enough to consume my all my time. I need someone to be able to share his interests with me that I'm also like, this is cool. I'm like really cool that you love this. Like I want to, I want to take an interest in your interests. Right. Like, let's build an empire together. We can take over the world. Exactly. Um, On the NFT thing, if anybody would like to make me an Ernie NFT, I would love that. So, I mean. Wow. Oh, my uh, goodness. That's hilarious. Be so cute. I would love to see it. I am, again, going to come in with controversy. I think, yes, your partner needs to be interested in the same things as you. And I mean this in a more general way than a specific way. I can provide examples. Brian was not interested in theater before dating me. Um, and I, I'm saying theater, not film TV, because his sister is a big theater person. And like Brian would wait in the auditorium, like outside of it, playing games until the play was over. Like he had no interest in theater, but he became interested in the arts like after we dated. Um, I always had some interest in sports just because of like my dad and my brother growing up. So that was like pretty easy for me to acclimate to Brian's sports knowledge. But I mean, like generally, like we both like to exercise. We both like to travel. We both like to cook. We both appreciate good food. Like the little things, I don't think like on a grand scale, your general interests um, need to be the same. Like, I don't think you need to be in the same work path. I don't think you need to be in the same career. But I do think that you need to value similar things because I think that relationships are really tough if you don't have things in common that you like doing. Like, I know a lot of people who have broken up because like somebody likes to stay home all day and somebody else likes to go out and be out all night. I've ended relationships because we just like didn't do the same hobbies. I'm with you, Osh. Like personally, I respect video games. I think you can have a lot of fun playing video games. I like a video game, but I just think that like somebody who's going to stay home and play video games is not the right fit for me only because I'm very active and I like the world. Not that they don't like the world, but I like being out in the world yeah. more than I like to be home. So I think that you do need to be interested in the same things, but not in a minute way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Should we get into today's letter? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So we have from Red Hot for a Republican. Ooh. Damsels, I've been having a hard time with my girlfriend's family. We spent my first Thanksgiving with them in Connecticut. Her family is Republican. No surprise there. We got into a heated discussion about politics. I know, I know. Never bring up politics with your significant other's parents if they live in Connecticut. (laughs) During our heated discussion, my girlfriend didn't come to my rescue or even side with me. And I realized that we had never talked about our political stances before. And we've been together for a couple of months now. 
I don't know if I can date someone with a different political view, especially because I feel so strongly about being liberal. And I think it would be hypocritical of me to date someone whose beliefs don't align with mine. What would you do if you were in my position? Do I end it or do we try to meet halfway? Sincerely, Red Hot for Republican. I think it's fair to label Connecticut in this way. I think Connecticut has a lot of liberal people. Doesn't Connecticut always go blue? I'm not sure, but I feel like I know there's a lot of Puerto Ricans there. I'm pretty sure Connecticut always goes blue. I'm going to fact check myself. This, mm, I mean, like not coming to like even side with them. That's kind of like, no one wants to feel alone. And like when someone like is put in that position where like they're kind of like stranded to not have someone like back you up, even in the slightest, that's kind of. Can I just, can I just add something to our, our friend Red Hot for a Republican? Yeah. 79% of the state of Connecticut voted for Joe Biden in 2020. Oh. So. But I, I appreciate your sentiment, and I still think regardless, we can address this. It's not fun to feel alone and, like, to feel like you're stranded in a conversation, especially over, like, Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's such awkward territory to enter. And if that person isn't even going to, like, jump in or even, like, create a tangent to maybe, like, sway the conversation, well, what's what's up with that? Like, that's that's not really cool. That's not, um, I don't know, do something, say something. Yeah. Come come to the rescue, my goodness. I am going to do something out of character for me, and I'm going to side with the Republican on this one. And, and And I have evidence. Why? Okay, so... Here's why I don't blame her for not siding with you. I think family dynamics are hard and you're coming into her house and you're coming in hot with your beliefs. This is your first time meeting her family and this is your first time going into her house for a meal. I think it's kind of rude to bring up politics when you knew that you weren't supposed to bring up politics and then to go in hot and be upset that she didn't come to your defense. Like, If you like this person, then you came into their house, then you knew what you were getting yourself into, and you were basically just diving into lava by bringing that up. Um, And I don't think that's fair to her. And to be honest, like, if I were her, I would probably be embarrassed because, like, she's the one who has to fight for you probably in internal conversations with them and say, like, yeah, I'm dating somebody who's liberal. Um, we're, you know, coming to get together on our stances, blah, blah, blah. But she probably is defending you on all of those internal discussions. But then when you're at a meal with her family, I don't think it's her job to defend you in a discussion that you put yourself in. A thousand percent agree. I think number one, you already like, why talk about politics at Thanksgiving? There's a time and place to talk about politics for me. Now I'm realizing as I get older, because for me, I would always, when Trump was in office, I would have very strong opinions about that man and and would want to talk about it to any of my Republican families that would listen because I'm like, you guys aren't understanding what's happening. But now it's like, you don't, it's, that topic is off limits in certain occasions, in certain places. You're at that person's, you're at her parents' house. You're in their territory, as Lauren said. It is very rude to come in hot and heavy with these opinions in somebody else's house and expect for their daughter to come to your defense. And Lauren, you're so right. Family dynamics are so different. I 
would if if I was dating someone and they said something that's like against my parents, my dad's political views in my in his in my dad's house. And it was, you know, there was it just was random. There was no need for a political conversation. I'd be like, dude, you're on your own. You yeah, already you knew spent your whole life with your parents. You spent what a few months with this guy? Yeah. Like you're literally on your own. I know what it's like to get into a discussion, a heated discussion with my family about politics. I'm not going to come here and defend. I do not want to have this conversation because I know how it goes. Do not bring up politics when you're meeting my family. And to be honest, I think you were maybe self-sabotaging yourself because you write in this letter, I feel so strongly about being liberal and I think it would be hypocritical of me to date somebody whose beliefs don't align with mine. So I feel like you knew what you were doing by bringing up politics. To me, it feels like maybe you were testing her and seeing like whether you put yourself in this conversation, if she was going to come to your defense, like maybe adjust her beliefs. I feel like you were trying to test the waters because you know that this is not the right relationship for you because of this thing. And if hearing this advice makes you uncomfortable and if you feel hearing us talk right now like defensive, like, no, I wasn't trying to do that then I think, okay, maybe this relationship is worth fighting for. But to me, it feels like this thing about politics is so important to you that it's not the right relationship for you. And to be honest, I'm the same way. Like, I I agree. I probably couldn't date somebody either with conflicting political views to mine. It makes me um, happy that my significant other and I have the same political views. And if I were, if I were in your situation, I would have been really embarrassed if you told my whole family about your political views. So personally, I think that it's time to move on from this relationship. And I think that you should learn about this. I think you should think about this experience as a learning experience and take away that even if you believe something so strongly, it's better to listen to other people's opinions and learn from them than to just come in so hot with your own opinions. My goodness. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, I cannot help but express my gratitude to you both. And of course, Lauren, always for playing devil's advocates at the most appropriate times when controversy is needed in just the right doses. <laughs> you sound like a fairy godmother. I did. It was nice. Oh, thank you. I appreciate I love that. I love it. boo. Bibbidi boppity boo. Now let's get these <laughs> letters written because we are open. Our inbox and DMs are always accepting new letters from our listeners because we want to hear what's going on, who you want to hear from, what you've been doing in the free time. Subscribe, rate, and review us, please. We need your feedback. We want to hear if you're liking what you're hearing, what we could be doing better, different topics you'd like us to cover, people you'd like to have us ha- us to have on. Just let us know. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. (laughs) DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.